I just realized that I did not change the video intro to the new intro that I have been uh, featuring on Dear Mr. Atheist this week. I just realized that literally moments before it was going to play and was like, oh dang, that would have been so great. But welcome to the live broadcasting of Modern Day Atheism. This show goes out live on Saturdays and then it is in podcast form available across all the wonderful podcast uh places I don't know what that would what what you would say there uh, uh, available as a podcast on on all all those wonderful platforms that's got to be the word uh, 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 on Mondays um the links to that can be found below as far as podcast stuff goes uh, so if you want to be able to also listen to it later or just subscribe to that podcast it's a wonderful uh, additional way you can support the channel also before we get started here uh, my other channel Jimmy Snow what do you know I'm starting to do stuff more there so if you want to go over there and subscribe we just did actually literally we ended an hour ago uh, where people could call in and we talked about different topics and all kinds of fun stuff and there will be more call-in shows going on down the road sorry for just hitting the mic with my knuckle I'm sure that didn't sound good to absolutely anybody uh, but uh, yeah so so we are doing the call-in stuff now that is actually something we will be featuring on tomorrow's show as well on this channel uh, Kyle and I will be going live and we'll be talking even more about the failure of the sexual education uh, in today's education system and as to where today we are going to be reading out stories because I put out that prompt on the community tab uh, on uh, Tomorrow's show, we will actually be speaking one-on-one -on -one with people who want to call in. Um, so yeah, that is, uh, that's, that's all I think I have for announcements. Uh, I basically, I've, this is a topic I've been wanting to talk to, not talk to, but talk about for a while. Uh, and it's come up a bunch of times. And for some reason, I, I, it, it only occurred to me, I guess, this last week to make an entire live show about it. Also, I'm enjoying this where I, I don't know if any of you missed the community tab on YouTube or you don't see like community posts, but I am enjoying this kind of thing where we send out a prompt to you through the community tab and you all reply with your experiences so we can read them and talk about them. But the reason why I want to talk about it so much is it's still it's the the country has been progressing in so many ways lately and yet not in this way. This is like this is like the spot where it's still garbage. We we no, I guess it's not the spot. There's a lot of things that are still ass backwards and there there are a lot of things that we made progress on and that we are now going back on uh uh things that things that we had you know things were pretty great you know it was really we we had things going well and now like there's a trans ban on the military so that's cool uh but no i mean this is another one where it's like we just aren't getting any better uh, uh sex education is still very when it when it happens it's very just defining terms telling you about anatomy and doesn't prepare anybody for anything realistic and then schools will actually bring in groups to teach sex education but it's like abstinence only sex education which i'm sure all of you will be so so surprised to find out i am extremely opposed to and don't think it works and i think that's going to be a big part of what we are talking about tomorrow Today, however, 
we don't know what we'll be talking about. Uh, or, or I, I don't know what we'll be talking about because that was chosen by you. Uh, we're going to be going through and reading these. I'll be talking about uh, each of the instances. We'll get as many as we can get done here. Uh, and then obviously we'll also uh, read out the Super Chats tonight. Um, and, and just to start off, I'd like to share a little bit of my own experience with sex ed. Most of the sex ed I went through was in Florida. And I can remember doing it in what I think was fourth grade and then again in sixth or seventh grade. And I'm, I'm not sure which one it was, but there was definitely, it, it for some reason it was skipped the years uh, in between. And in the fourth grade one, it was very much like all the kids put in a classroom. And I mean, like it was four or five classrooms worth all put into this one because where usually people would be sitting at the desks, the desks were moved to the wall and everyone was sitting on the floor, um, which uh, at that at this time in my life, while not able to do much with, and this is where everything's just going to get super real, uh, not at that point able to do much with an erection. At school, I would get them anytime I just thought about them. So it'd literally be like, huh, erections? Oh, damn. And so that was a fun experience of sitting in this classroom as we watched videotapes, and they were, they were VHSs, uh, with just cartoons of anatomy and what to expect of your body. Uh, very, it didn't, it didn't really inform much of anything. And you just, you, you learn, you learn some like, yeah, people are going to grow boobs and you know, you're, you're going to start growing hair in places and, and really a lot of things that you, you can just kind of deduce anyway. Uh, no, no, nothing practical, but again, this is fourth grade. Uh, at, in, in the instance of the sixth or seventh grade sex ed class, that's when things started getting like really messed up and real, 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 y'all, because they actually brought in a religious group to teach us. And they were showing us VHSs. That was, you know, that video that a bunch of people uh, have shared online now. It's like a meme and it's like, well, what if I want to have sex before marriage? And the woman replies, well, well, I guess I just have to ask you, are you ready to die? And, you know, your spouse and you'd probably take a kid with you, too. It was a video pretty on par with that. And I remember there's this part at the end where you see all of this like group of people and slowly people are disappearing from it. And it's supposed to represent death by STDs. And then we do purity pledges, purity cards. Uh, we had to sign these purity cards that we weren't going to have sex until marriage in a public school sex education. Like this isn't, I didn't go to a religious private school. I'm, and I am a sixth grader, sixth or seventh grader, signing a pledge. Like why in public school should I be having any kind of discussion with adults about the sex I'm going to have in sixth or seventh grade or if I'm going to have sex at all? That already to me is absolutely an overstepping of anything reasonable, just absurd and gross. So we then get to the Q&A portion of this and um, it's horrific. So people, people are asking some basic questions here, here and there. There's lots of laughs, there's lots of giggles. But then I remember there was this particular girl who asked, uh, whether or not you can get an STD via anal sex. Um, 
And the reply was from these people that not only can you, but that it's easier to get it, which uh, is for specific STDs somewhat defensible, but then followed up with, oh, and by the way, if you and your partner, neither of you have AIDS and you have anal sex, you can create AIDS. Uh, and that is horrifically untrue. It is, it is not whatsoever the case. And so, you ha yeah, you have this situation where we're just being taught utter and complete bollocks. Oh, also, I was told in this same class that uh, the effective condom rate is around 15%, that it actually succeeds is about 15%, that 85% of the time, uh, people who have sex using condoms still end up either pregnant or with an STD. Um, and so once again, now, now we're not even talking about not getting practical advice. And we're talking about signing purity pledges, basically just scare tactics, basically just screaming at us on, on what could happen to us and for our filthy, filthy ways if we continue to go down any kind of path of, of remote sexuality. Um, and just lying, just, just full out lying to us, not teaching us anything practical. And once again, sticking to this abstinence only, what is frankly a doctrine that doesn't work. And we know this because when we look out at statistics around the world, abstinence, our country, which teaches abstinence only, has a much higher teen pregnancy rate than more sexually active countries do be, that have better and more comprehensive sex education. And then as far as like going on from there, I also remember taking some sex ed in Louisiana. Uh, at this point, I'm in junior high school. Um, the only thing that stuck out to me about that was that they uh, they separated the boys and the girls. And this is 2000 and what, 2003. So there's there's no recognition of any there's. That's all, that's all that existed to the, the Louisiana school system back then was boys and girls. In fact, I think, I think I remember that that was when there was a school or something that had uh, proposed co-ed bathrooms of some kind and people were just losing their minds. But anyway, that is a, that is a totally uh, a different thing. But I, I remember going, we went to the boys class and Again, lots of laughs. And the only thing that I remember sticking out about that one was, was during the Q&A, there was a boy who raised his hand and was like, what is the purpose of the fluid inside your scrotum? And the teacher replied, if you've got fluid in your scrotum, you need to go to the doctor, but said it kind of like as a joke. Um, and everyone laughed at the kid. And I remember like, I remember initially laughing and being and then stopping and being like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, I definitely didn't say fucked in my head because I was so Mormon at that point, but just feeling bad for the kid because like he may have had fluid in his scrotum and like now is being laughed at for it. And just the delivery and everything was so, so mean and unkind for a, especially like a teacher. K kids are already monsters like children don't need help from teachers to be giant, terrible people. Like children are awful. And so I just remember that, that particular thing. But anyway, 
We're going to get into it now. We're going to be reading your stories uh, and the things that you had uh, growing up with sex education and the ways in which it failed you. And we will start right here at the top. Uh, and, and like I said, I'm just reading these off of the community tab. Uh, the very first one that was upvoted the most, and this it's short and sweet, and it's an important topic to talk about. Uh, and it's, we never discussed consent. That is an absolute failure. And absolutely, I just made up that whole, <laughs> that's mine now. Uh, that is an absolute and utter tragedy because part of sex education absolutely needs to be consent. And not just consent, but enthusiastic consent. And explaining to people that like, listen, you if you hound a person and you just beat them down until the point that they give it up reluctantly to you, you have done something bad here to, to teach people to seek consent and enthusiastic consent and to not over push boundaries, to not get people to just give up. And, and yeah, it's, I, I 100% agree. That is an absolute failure. And it's, it's something that I think, is extremely common and it's something that colleges aren't always correcting like a lot of colleges have classes that will be called something like freshman seminar or i mean there's a bunch of other different names for it where you're going to learn basic life lessons and that's what they focus on like these are the college courses where you see a condom put on a banana you see and they talk about they try and give you a basic set of of survival skills because you've moved out of your parents house um and uh, i have seen there, sometimes, I know that sometimes some classes will discuss consent in that situation. We'll just talk about parties and people being inebriated. But first of all, not everybody takes freshman seminar uh, or whatever the version of it you have is. And a lot of places don't teach it at all. Um, and so it, it's, it's something that not only do we need to have included in the curriculum, but it needs to be something we have a serious conversation about because there still seems to be a lot of confusion and a lot of people who think that the lines of consent are arbitrarily placed. And I, I think that we can have a very reasonable discussion about what is and what isn't consent. How can I hear? I'm in a basically a concrete box underground right now. That's what where the studio is. And somehow I just heard fire sirens go by. I, those must have, I have no idea. I can't hear a thing. There's like, uh, uh, there's like offices and stuff in the floors above me. I can never hear anything going on in any of them. And yet I just heard a, a fire siren. Maybe it wasn't real. Maybe it was all in my head. Uh, all right, here's on to the next one. Went to a public school. Sex ed was focused on anatomy, yep, same, and STDs, same, but not actual sex or consent or pregnancy or anything like that. They did teach us that a missed period means that you are pregnant. Not that there are other reasons you might miss one. So poor 16-year-old me thought she was the next Virgin Mary when I had missed my period two cycles in a row. I was underweight and didn't have a high enough fat percent to support a period. Got on birth control rather quickly to help regulate my periods so I wouldn't have the same panic attack next time around. Yeah, that's um, that's another unfortunate thing that comes out of it. The scare tactics in general. Like, I, I remember just 
thinking ev- the worst of everything was going to happen. So like we need to use condoms and this kind of birth control and like just let's just stack up on absolutely everything because I was so, so terrified of everything. And then, yeah, the, again, the, you talking about the not knowing that there are other reasons you could miss your period uh, and for it to turn out to be because you were underweight and not that you were pregnant. Um, the Virgin Mary story, it's unrelated to sex ed, but it reminds me of uh, I had a girlfriend in high school and her sister um, had like been being taught by a teacher what the definition of an alcoholic was. And there was a part she was hung up on about the that you have to, on some consistent basis, drink alcohol. And she thought because she had to have wine with communion every Sunday that that meant she like qualified as a uh, as an alcoholic because they didn't explain the nuance of the terms. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a big thing that again, like sex ed, it's so it's in general, it's just laughable that it seems like a lot of teachers go, OK, I have to give sex ed, which what that really means is I have to scare a bunch of kids away from having sex. They seem to think that's what it is, whereas sex education, absolutely, you should be learning about your anatomy, but you should also be learning about things like consent. You should be learning about things like the fact that not every relationship is going to be heterosexual. I would have liked to have known about that G-spot I have. Uh, for those of you who don't know who the sex education system has failed, that for for those who are... Uh, uh, have masculine anatomy. Uh, there's a and have a prostate. Your prostate is your. There, there's a G spot up your butt. Is what I'm trying to get at. In very few, in very ineloquent words, as I've done so here. Um, but yeah, there's there is a uh, uh, there's just a lot that you should be learning. There's a lot of conversations should be having, and there should be stuff about not just the literal anatomy and why you should be scared of STDs. We definitely should talk about STDs, but even that has to change because we have such an STD shame culture. Like a person who's had 500 sexual partners is still looked at as not as gross a person as the person who's had three sexual partners and got herpes from one of them. Uh, that's, that's a strange thing we have with society. Not to mention, there's also a lot of people don't know that most, or at least many, I most is actually probably accurate that most STDs are temporary and can be cured. Like there, you can take a pill to t- to get rid of them. Uh, uh, usually antibiotics. And so there are a number of people that are just terrified when they've got burning pee or a little pus comes out of somewhere or something of that nature, and they feel like they are that that something they've done something horrible that they are somehow now gross and disgusting because of this thing that don't get me wrong like having stds isn't fun it's not exciting contracting them i guess might be fun but uh it it is so many people just there is such a stigma around them when most of them are curable and or not a big fucking deal uh so that's there's just a lot of the conversation that needs to change uh, let's see here. I will, uh, uh, and for the record, for anybody who's watching Super Chats, basically we'll do this until probably on the hour and then we'll switch over to Super Chats and that'll be the show. 
Uh, Blue Fish says, went to an all-boys Catholic school, and I was told if a man and a woman slept in the same bed and weren't married, the woman would get pregnant. Oh, man. I was also told that if gay men have sex, they somehow get pregnant. I feel like your sex education was straight up a prank. Like, that is horrifically terrible. It almost seems like somebody was purposefully trying to, someone set out to misinform you uh, that you could get someone. Now, I was told, but I think this was from other kids, like pools and hot tubs that you could get. And it, it was even like, yeah, you can't masturbate and then swim because there'll be a little bit left inside your urethra, though we didn't call it that in my in my school days, it would have probably been called like pee hole. Um, but, it, you know, there might be a little bit stuck up in there. And then when you swim, it can come out and it can go up somebody else and they can get pregnant. And I remember asking my dad about it and he just laughed at me, which, you know, that's a good way to educate. But uh, I digress. I probably would have laughed too, though, if my son came and said that. But I tried to then explain it. Um, yeah, that's... That's horrendous. And yeah, there is uh if gay men if gay men have sex, they somehow get pregnant. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid not. Um uh, yeah. Uh so next one. Uh I went to a Christian middle school among things like the Bible teacher trying to date high schoolers. Okay, wait. I went to a Christian middle school. Among things like the Bible teacher trying to date high schoolers, our sex ed class consisted of the teacher putting three apples on the desk. I already see where this is going. One new, one with one bite, and one with many bites taken from it. They asked the boys only which apple they'd like to eat and explained we the girls were like the apples and no one would want us if we had too many bites taken from us. Yikes. Oh, then they told us to not wear inappropriate colored underwear because boys could see it when we bent over in skirts and it was considered being tempting and therefore a sin. I make porn for a living now, so um, <laughs> so it didn't work on you, apparently, uh, the, their, their attempt to scare you out of this. Um, yeah, so the, the Apple thing, this is also, uh, in, in Mormonism, it was uh, famously and popularly the chewed gum analogy, where each bite out of the gum, it becomes less and less compelling for another person to want it. Um, and, like, who would want a, a chewed up piece of gum? The thing that's so enraging about this, straight up infuriating and, and gets me pissed off every time I hear about it, is this is something that shames victims, people who had no control or decision. Now, first of all, it's bullshit from the onset. And let me tell you, if you've had a ton of partners, that doesn't remotely, on my end, that does not remotely affect my attraction to a person. In fact, sometimes it's kind of amazing because usually the more partners, the more somebody knows what they're doing. But uh, uh, so the analogy from the onset, you do not get chewed up. Virginity is a bullshit concept. It's made up. It It isn't real. Uh, and, and this concept of something you've been damaged or destroyed in some way that there's there's the bites from the apple or the chewed up that whole thing is bullshit but on top of that this shames fucking victims of assault it's so it may ah oh, get so fucking pissed off it, it, every time because it, it literally is it, it is there are people even who have spoken out against this elizabeth smart uh i 
don't know if she's still Mormon. I know she went on a Mormon mission, but when she was young, she was, and you may remember it depending on your age, you may remember because this was like the biggest news story in the world because it was before uh, our president uh, exist, uh, existed on everybody's radar. Uh, but she was kidnapped and forced to be the polygamist wife of this guy who had serious, serious issues. Uh, and she was assaulted many times in the, I don't remember how long she, I, I want to say it was like eight months, but it might've even been years. Um, but she was assaulted many times by her captor. And she talked about how when she then was rescued and found and she was um, uh, trying to recuperate that this chewed gum analogy that she had learned made her feel like garbage about herself because she was all chewed up even though she didn't want to be, that it was never a choice of hers. And so it's just a horrendous and horrific thing that they they've used this victim shaming thing to propose a bullshit concept in the beginning this idea that you need to remain pure you need to remain unchewed or whatever else you want to call it it's just a horrendous and disgusting thing people uh are are still sharing and like they know by now they know that that this is used to shame not just people who consent and lose their virginity by their own choice, but by people who didn't. And again, virginity is such a bullshit and arbitrary. It's, it's not real. Zozo M. I was told by my youth leader that when you lose your virginity before marriage, then you go insane. Only the girls do, though. And the reason girls get flower tattoos is to try to look pure when they know they are disgusting and unpure. Also, rape is your fault for wearing unmodest clothing, a.k.a. anything above the knee that isn't a skirt, and anything that remotely suggests you have a female body. Yeah, unfortunately, this entire story is something I have heard, too, the way uh, uh, they'll try to overcompensate for their impurity and using those words like disgusting and then also the victim shaming for oh you were assaulted oh you were raped well what were you wearing couldn't be a less relevant question if she was walking down the goddamn road naked and i've said this before if you are 100 percent completely naked that does not ever mean you deserve to be raped ever period ever uh, I went to school in Florida. Unfortunately, I did too. And while luckily there wasn't religious education, I learned that seeing the opposite sex naked before marriage was illegal. This was fourth grade, so about 10 or 11. Oh, yeah, and absolutely nothing about consent. Um, I don't think it was actually, it's, it's not actually illegal, though. I think they told you that. Um, uh, if it is illegal, then that is one of those like old on the books laws that people can't like, why do these even still exist? Um, wow. I just, I wish you had left more story. Um, and I, I am going to look up after this whether or not there is a law in the book that says you can't see the opposite sex naked. Uh, I went to a fundamentalist Christian school, the same one my entire life 
until I went to college. Didn't have a choice, so our sex ed was basically if you have sex, think about sex, or dream about sex, you're going to hell and your babies will be deformed. What a shining light in the darkness of the world. And yeah, usually when they do that, they go and they'll pull up stories, if they even bring anything in, if they're not just making it up on the spot. But they'll often like pull up stories or retell stories that they heard and go with examples of like, hey, so-and-so had sex before marriage. And then these things happened. And it's, it's religion, so they just rely on you to assume that the correlation of those events was the causation of those events. And it's just, again, it's just more and more I mean, it's bullshit. All right. I'm from South Carolina, and we weren't even allowed to ask about same-sex relationships. If you brought it up, you'd be asked to stay out in the hall. If you were in the special ed class, you didn't get any sex ed, as if they were assuming that no one would want to have sex with someone who was disabled. Yeah, there's so much to unpack there. Um, I know that there have been lots of... Uh, the whole same sex thing being off limits and that you don't you don't get asked about it that we're just here to ask about to talk about such and such um now to some degree there are teachers that even if they were like actually we do need to talk about this there are a great many teachers that i would want them to have the rule of like you don't understand so stop um and i think comprehensive sex ed would be written and taught by a group of people that can explain things out that can explain like hey so society is going to expect you to be attracted to people that look like this and have this anatomy but you might not and so here's what here is some you know what they should do they should pull up my youtube channel and uh play that video on what all the labels mean that's just part of it that's definitely not an entire sex ed class in and of itself um, and then as far as, I don't know how long ago you were saying that this happened, but, uh, uh, as far as ableism and sexuality goes, that's a tale as old as, as time is at this point. It's seriously, um, it, what's interesting too, I, uh, I'm very close with a person who's what they call a carer in, um, in England. And she was telling me about how like they actually teach the disabled uh, uh, people, like they have counseling sessions with some kind of specialist who will help people uh, basically figure out masturbation because <laughs> this is, it kind of goes to why uh, abstinence only education doesn't work too. Like it's just something, it's a drive for a lot of people. A lot of people are going to want to, to, to orgasm at some point. And so it's not even just a matter of sex with each other, but sex with yourself, to put it incredibly crudely. Anyway, let's get uh, let's let's keep going through these. I grew up to homeschooled, non-denominational, young earth creationists, and my parents opted out of any and all health curriculum except a pamphlet on why not to do drugs. I recall uh, one of my parents actually trying to also um, wanted to sign the thing saying I shouldn't have sex ed and my other parents act my other parent actually intervening and being like no should do it speaking of like a lot of people talk about having the talk with their parents the only the talk I ever got from my parents from my dad was not to masturbate it again nothing remotely practical and basically it was it was 
basically just telling me that it's a sin, don't get started, I'll become addicted, that kind of stuff. Uh, that was the only the talk. Did not uh, did not actually learn anything. And since I lost my, I I am very lucky because I became sexually active very young, um, uh, fourteen or fifteen. I don't know the exact time. Four, uh, probably fourteen. Um, and so I'm very lucky that I be I was very sexually active and I never got anyone pregnant. And I never contracted anything because while, again, I'm saying that same thing of the stigma. I'm not saying I've never contracted anything which would have made me disgusting. I wouldn't have known what to do with it. And I would have been terrified to tell my parents because I would have had to have admitted to have sex. I would have had to have admitted to having sex, which seemed like it would have been the absolute end of the world. I did have a pregnancy scare once and that felt like the end of the world. Um, uh, Finishing off that story, the only sex education I got at all was being told be a treasure, not a target, and basically not to have any. I learned gay people existed in eighth grade, and I learned what a condom was from my boyfriend at 17. I didn't know how periods worked until I read a book on trying to conceive at 25. Wow. I've come a long way, but that but have felt stunted in this area my whole life, thanks to the church basically wanting me to think that sex and sexuality don't exist. Um... Yeah, so one thing I've also found out too uh, as as I've gotten <laughs> older, but I've also been with people who uh, basically they're freshly atheist or they're, they're, and they're for the first time exploring their sexuality. And in the cases where I was the individual they were exploring said sexuality with, um, that there are people who don't know anything that's going on in their body. Um, there was there was an instance with uh, a non-binary individual who was assigned female birth uh, who didn't know where or what their clitoris was, and so that was yeah it was just incredible um, uh, that it's been so fail uh, that this is like at that point sex ed was supposed to include at least anatomy and they even failed on that and with the individual i'm speaking about they had gone to a uh, a religious school growing up um i had asked about transgender people and how it may be different i was told that nature aka my school trying to assert there was a being controlling this wouldn't allow their sex organs to work until they went back to their assigned birth gender and that they wouldn't have any drive. What a bunch of transphobic bullshit. Yeah, no kidding. And that's that's something that el that's something else that is horrendic, uh, horrendous. I said horrendic, uh, uh, the Freudian slip, I guess. Uh, but it, that is it's horrendous and horrific there, that there are there are a number of people who go to school and not only have to sit through sex ed, but sit through it knowing in their head that they are trans or not knowing that, but knowing that they don't line up with what they're being presented as typical. And it's where these shame cycles start. And then people wonder why you have such high levels of depression amongst LGBTQA plus youth and adults, frankly, too, because the shaming starts immediately the moment sexuality and gender and those sorts of things are, are remotely considered. Um, 
I was told that if I tried to have any relations with a guy, he would rape me. He wouldn't be able to control himself, you see. Yeah, that's also something I've heard too, and that's something that uh, uh, has been taught even within the Mormon church. Uh, it's a common thread in, it, it came up in that video I talked about, the 29 questions, where you have bishops asking in a, in incredibly inappropriate questions to youth about their sexual lives, their sexual experiences, and their masturbation, and that there is a common thread of bishops informing young girls that they can't, they have to be careful not to tempt men because when men get turned on to a certain level, their ability to control themselves goes out the door. And when I hear that, to me, it's like, it sounds to me like there are a bunch of rapists trying to run this narrative because for a male bishop to say that, he must believe that and must believe that about himself, that there is a point where he wouldn't be able to control himself and he would let go of control and end up raping somebody. So it's, it, it's it, the, the implications of that information and quote unquote sex education is once again, utterly and completely horrendous. Uh, we are going to take just a moment here to take a break. Now, if you who are watching live right now, you're not going to actually see any break here because uh, we're just going to go from one to the other. However, for the podcast, this is where the ad breaks are inserted. This is how we pay the bills and everything there. So we will be right back with more modern day atheism. Uh, uh, we'll be right back. And now we're back. See how easy that was? And for everybody on the live show and, and you know, for anybody who's listening, I don't actually know what plays in the middle there. I just send off the timestamp because I have a podcast production team. I know it's very fancy. Uh, so let me just say, whatever that brand was, I endorse it, provided there even is a brand deal because I don't even know if that has been uh, worked out yet either. All right. We are going to continue on here and read some more of these stories. You know what? During that break, I could have taken a good pause because I think I need a good gulp of water here. I see that there are people getting their messages deleted in today's live chat. Um, I, uh, I don't know why people can't just come and hang out. All right. Moving right along. In my school, we learned about sex in seventh grade. It was actually pretty good, but they never taught us about how some people are gay or trans. Yeah, it, it is very much a hetero, uh, basically a cishet, uh, ideal sex education is, is what they often are, are sharing. That, it's, that this is the way the world is and everything outside of that. Either you're gross for feeling that way or you're on your own to figure it out. It's really unfortunate. They only talked about straight relationships and that made it harder for me as a gay boy who is still trying to understand his feelings. Yeah, that is unfortunate. And it's like, it's not, it wouldn't be that hard. We're not saying divide everybody up by sexual orientation because a lot of people won't have even figured out that at that point. But to go through a system of like, hey, just so you know, this is what these things are. These are what these terms mean would be so helpful to so many people, especially as they then go and say, oh, OK, that thing you mentioned about demisexual, that kind of sounds like me. I'm going to go Google that term and kind of find out what that means to other people and people 
undoubtedly a lot of people, especially now in the world of smartphones, are going to learn a lot of this stuff on their own. But you could give them some good direction to figure out where they need to go by covering enough that most people will get something out of it. Small background, I live in Poland, which is very Catholic country, at least as ideology level, or at least on ideology levels. My sex ed teacher, who for some reason was a priest, it's very common here, once said that teens in relationships shouldn't even hold hands. And when I asked why, he told me something like, when, you're hit, when you hold hands, you give guy permission to touch. Okay, I'm going to try and, and, and translate this a bit because you've already mentioned uh, uh, the polishing. When you hold hands, you give guys permission to touch the rest of your body. On another lesson, he said that being bi is worse sin than being gay. But when I asked why, he changed topics quickly. Uh, so regarding the first thing, obviously that's ridiculous. A person giving, touching a person's hand does not give anyone permission for anything. It only is hand-holding. That's what it's, it's completely contained to. Regarding the bi being worse than being gay, I actually have heard that too. And the reasoning they try to use usually is that basically if I have sex with a man and then I have sex with a woman, not only have I had gay sex with a man, but I've I have tainted the woman with the gay sex I had as well. As though sex exists like in mathematics with the transitive property. It don't. During consent discussions, it was always portrayed as if only boys want to pressure girls into sex and never the other way around. Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting thing, too. That seems to be a uh, double standard. And it's it's um, it also comes from a super misogynistic place. And it's not just the uh, the concept of who wants to pressure who, but it's it's literally that they omit the idea that women or AFAB people or just anyone besides cis dudes that, that they, they portray the idea that they're pure and don't want. I mean, seriously, it was, it was a surprise to me to find out that it was liked as much by my partners who were female, uh, uh, that it was that they liked it as much as I did in many cases. And if I, when I found a person whose libido or sex drive met my own was also extremely surprising. I mean, that's surprising now, no matter what gender my partner is. Uh, when I ever, when I meet somebody with the same level of desire and desire of frequency and such, but I digress. Also take your shot. Cause I said libido, 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 libido. Now you're all dead. Um, okay. Naomi says I went to public school. We were taught that girls are supposed to bleed during sex and that it acts as lube. How absolutely horrifying. Yeah, no. F wow. That is literally horrifying. Uh, I know a lot of people think that that's supposed to happen the first time uh, at the breaking of the hymen, which if you haven't watched already, Adam Ruins Everything did an excellent episode about the hymen and our total misunderstanding and misrepresentation of it. Uh, but I know a lot of people think that's supposed to be the case. It can be the case and it can be the case the first few times. Uh, however, as an expectation and to use it as lube, um, no, that's not correct. Holy fucking shit. Okay. Some of these, when I read them, like, 
I'm trying to not leave dead air out, obviously, because this is also going out as a podcast. So people who won't be able to see my face will listen to this and they don't want to hear long pauses. But some of them, like a second realization of of like like you, Naomi, I'm just imagining being you sitting in a class, re hearing that and it going into your ear and you accepting it as truth is that this is going to be to be something. And what I, I'm extremely curious about the gender of your teacher uh, and why they would say that, because it's either a person who is apparently always bleeding themselves during sex or a person who is causing someone to bleed every time. And that's or has a partner who bleeds every time. And it's horrific to project that onto everybody and set that expectation. I went to an all Catholic, like the other thing I'm thinking about there, sorry, I can't get that one out of my head. The other thing I'm thinking about there too is that, uh, is like the possibility of individuals hearing that and being rougher than they should because they think they're supposed to make the person bleed and like that they're actually trying to do that and that that's the sign that they're looking for. That's that one's going to literally be stuck in my head for days. So thank you, Naomi. I'm going to be thinking I'll probably bring it up on tomorrow's episode with Kyle too. I went to an all girls Catholic high school and during sex ed, she did mention birth control, but how it's not effective. And the only ways to avoid pregnancy and STDs was abstinence. She only went through different sexualities and trying to delegitimize them. She mentioned asexuality and said how it was a medical condition where someone doesn't have enough of a libido. And if you feel you have this to go to the doctor to get fixed, both me and my girlfriend were in the class and we're both and we're both asexual. That was another kid who was. She talked about how there's no such thing as 100% homosexuality and everyone who thinks they are just bi needs to find the one person they'd be straight for. Yes, this is how she talked because she thought she could be hip. Your teacher sucks and is a garbage person. I was a person who also was stuck on the asexuality thing for a long time uh, uh, because there was this other clinical asexuality that I had learned about that is basically a, a physical thing uh, where you sort of have similar attributes to a person who's been chemically castrated, but that you were always this way. And so I was so locked into like, that's what asexuality is. And uh, I, I was one of those douchebags at one point. So hopefully this person has learned and stopped saying stuff like that. There are a lot of, a tremendous number of people who lack a libido, who lack a desire to have sex, who don't necessarily never have sex. And, and I know there are a number of people who are asexual or gray asexual who uh, still enjoy making their partner happy. They, they, it was, it's just a matter of if it was left up to them or no one else ever wanted to, they just would never feel uh, remotely the desire to have sex. And it's unfortunate that we don't teach that that exists because I think a lot of people end up feeling like they are weird or strange or wrong if that's what they feel about it. So I'm sorry, very sorry about your garbage teacher. Uh, was told the DNA of whomever you kissed would stay in your mouth and throat for seven years and that the same thing happens with sex. They concluded that kissing is just as dirty as sex, so you should have neither until marriage. This was public school. Well, I suppose that means that I have an entire continent of barn, barn animals in my mouth because I have eaten a lot. I've realized how weird that sounded right after I said it, but I've eaten a lot of meat, and uh, apparently 
if the DNA can stay in your mouth that long, seriously, there are so many animals in my mouth from eating. To be clear, I get how weird that sounded, and I mean from eating meat because Jimmy is not a vegan. Um, nothing against vegans, for the record. Just I love chicken mostly. Uh, not sex ed, but my mother thought the only reason you'd miss a period was pregnancy. When I was 12 and missed my period for six months, she dragged me to the hospital to have me pregnancy tested, even though I was very much still a virgin. Actual cause, I had an eating disorder and was too underweight to have a period. Yeah, this is unfortunate too, because you talk, what you're talking about isn't just where it failed you, but where it failed your mother and your mother was never corrected. Like, keep in mind, for a lot of us, we've we've been corrected because we've self-corrected, essentially. We went after that information as we got older. Remember, you, <laughs> I, I feel like these are conversations that would be fun to have with my parents. And I've, I actually have had some of them. And it's really funny to make my mom uncomfortable. She's British, too. And so when she reacts to it, she's, it's this whole, oh, no, you can't talk. I don't want to talk about this any longer. Um, but anyway, the... Uh, uh, there are like the things you've self-corrected for a lot of people haven't so if you're like me i'm 30 and i've figured out most of the things i think that i was wrong about regarding sex anatomy and and sexuality and just knowing that it's not only a few it's like most baby boomers also have no idea what the fuck anything like they their sexual ed education has not improved much since their middle school except for the things that they've been able to like have fun and figure out uh during actual sex which isn't a ton um let's see at my first church i was told the clitoris didn't exist at my second that gay people couldn't have sex because it was physically impossible not wrong or anything um okay so regarding the first point the clitoris definitely exists and perhaps is one of the reasons why it took me so long to realize I was a pansexual because I have something of a fascination. Uh, I probably, I'm trying to like consider how much information I can share, but it's like my favorite thing. Uh, but moving on from that, yeah, it definitely exists. Uh, the, and I've heard that too, that people, I mean, there are a number of people who also don't believe like female orgasms happen, so... Uh, they think that that that's that it's not a real thing, um, and I think it's a lot of people because they don't want to feel obligated to make that happen. They don't think that sexuality in anything but cis men is okay. Uh, at my second, that gay people couldn't have sex because it was physically impossible. You know what's funny though is that, unfortunately, there is within um, within the within the LGBT community, LGBTQA plus, sorry, I know, I, I, I try to say all the letters every time, but uh, especially amongst like, I've noticed when I am doing things, when I am pursuing men, uh, that there seems to be people, I, I'm trying to think of just the way to put it. Basically, it's bisexual discrimination within that community, but sometimes it's even like, to people like, oh, you before you figured this out had sex with a person of the opposite. Oh, I don't like that. 
at all. And so you do get, unfortunately, a number of people like this is all over the place. And, and it's the, this concept that like, uh, I, I guess this is more of a tangent than directly the thing, but this concept of like, I've had sex with a woman, which taints me somehow for having sex with a man. I know that it's way bigger amongst lesbians. It's uh they, is it called a gold star lesbian? There's an actual term for it. And it's, it's literally like, uh, a lesbian that's never uh, only has ever had sex with women. And that's a really, really unfortunate thing. And it's something that I've, I've spoken to a lot of people who were devastated about the way they were treated because uh, they, they weren't like the, they, they had had the other kind of sex. So as far as the physically impossible, um, I, I think the thing I was basically bringing up is the concept of like still being a virgin because if you can't, because a lot of people's standards for virginity loss is a penis inside of a vagina, and there's a huge number of people having sex that don't do that. And uh, and so the, yeah, I, I went off on a super tangent there, but uh, it's funny that there's like, there is that kind of parallel um, in the in the community that's unfortunate that, that definitely, definitely needs to um, go away, that stigma of, you're tainted because you uh, haven't always ever been just this way or had just this kind of sex. Went to Catholic school, but very liberal, had openly gay kids. I have had two sex ed classes in fifth grade. It was meh, but in 11th, it was pretty, th pretty through pretty thorough on how a man, I think you meant thorough maybe, on how a man ejaculates, ejac ejaculates, I just said ejaculates, ejaculates. We even watched how much heat one got when it gets erect. We even watched how much heat one got when it gets erect. But you know what? I didn't know what a clit was until I was in college and what it was for. I thought it was called Clint for the longest of times. It is actually called Clint. Uh, no, that's, I don't mean to laugh. Like, I'm not laughing at you. Just that is, I feel like that's objectively funny that you called your clit Clint. I just think that's brilliant and amazing. And I will probably do so henceforth. I will probably always call, call it Clint. That's, I love that. I love that. Um, my mom didn't talk about sex at all until my wedding night. And the only information I got was that it was my job to please my husband. I hate this and let him enjoy me that we should never have anal sex. She refused to say the word sex or anal because that is what the homosexuals do. I had never seen a penis until I was married and I didn't know how to pronounce the word penis until I was 20 years old and married. That sucks. That is so horrendous. First of all, uh, my mother also won't say the word anal. So that's, and gets really mad if I, uh, in fact, gets mad even if you're using it in its literal sense. I once said, I have a brother who's diabetic and um, I wanted a snake, but there's this whole thing about, oh, well, but you can get salmonella. And if diabetics get sal salmonella, it's so much worse. But you can't really get salmonella unless you get their poop in your mouth. And so I had said something like, listen, I really want a snake. I will take care of it. I've, I've, I've wanted this obviously for years and years. And the simplest thing here is that we just make David promise to never lick its anus. And in that scenario, you're literally talking about anatomy and she flipped what doesn't like anal or anus or any, anything remotely like that. Um, 
but yeah, that's unfortunately you are not alone, and there are a huge number of people who, on their wedding night, find out that their sex education failed them entirely. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a horrendous, it's a terrible thing. The opposite of like I was just thinking of Barb. Is it Barbara? Not Barbara Walters. What is who's the? It's a good thing. It's a good, it's a terrible thing. She she went to prison, the person I'm thinking about. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Okay, this is everything I was taught, not taught by my religious school and family. Oh, where to begin? Only gay people get AIDS. I also heard something like that at one point too. Uh, Lesbians rape more women than men. Sounds like your uh, teacher was an incel because I've definitely seen that kind of stuff amongst them as well. Masturbation will make you go blind. Also heard that rumor. Um, Teen sex is more dangerous than adult sex. Why would that be? (laughs) Married couples are less likely to get STDs. I mean, monogamous couples are less likely to get STDs if if they don't have STDs at the beginning. Because so that there's some truth to that. Uh, Women are to serve their husbands sexually whenever their husband wants. Unfortunately, it sounds like you got a religious, basically like the religious submission kind of sexual, that this is what a woman's body is for and don't ever fail to meet that standard. Birth control is only 45% effective, that abortions cause death to people who get them. I also heard that one. And that God's hand designed every baby in the womb, which is ridiculous to say since we know how genetics works now, that I wasn't taught consent, how to use a condom, that people with a uterus get a period, seriously fucked up stuff. What I wasn't taught was those things. Yeah, that is horrendous. And I, like I said, I heard, I heard most of those things too. Some of them in church, some of them in, in uh, school. Went to school in Indiana where there are no laws saying the information must be accurate. In fifth grade, I was told that girls have three holes and if semen got into any of them, she would get pregnant. Luckily, I got proper sex ed in later grades. So, like, did they mean, like, the, the vaginal canal, the urethra, and the anus? Like, those are the three holes, and all of those can get someone pregnant? Because that's not the case. I just want to know what three holes they were referring to. What? Okay. When I was still Mormon, the girls in primary were pulled aside and showed a clear vase with water in it and told us the vase was like our souls. The teacher then dropped in food. The teacher then, then the teacher dropped food dye in it and said, that's what happened to our souls. When we had, uh, I, okay. So just fixing the sentence here. When we, had sexual intimacy outside of marriage, dirty and tainted. They added more water to dilute the dye and said that's what happened when we repented. We could be cleaner, but never really pure again. That fucked me up, man. Oh, and the boys watched one of the Mormon cartoons during all of this, which they technically weren't supposed to. Technically, it was, uh, this, this is something that was funny, and my dad, when he was bishop, harped on a lot. Those Mormon cartoons, because they're copyrighted, you can't, there was like something about it that you can't legally play, play them in classes and stuff like that without doing something. Um, 
But yeah, that purity stuff is is utter and, and complete shit. That's going to be the last of the messages of those messages we uh, uh, of the comments we read now. Um, a lot of stories. A lot of these are horrendous. A lot of these do really sort of allude to not allude to i mean illustrate that we need to have much better conversations and much much better sex ed we will now move to the portion of the program uh, uh where we read out super chats um and and basically we'll go from there i know a lot of people leave at this point i you know i suggest you don't because a lot of times these super chats start some really good and interesting conversations but anyway if there is something you want me to read out loud reply to questions whatever uh the super chat function is the way we do that and uh that uh, uh is also a significant uh, portion of paying the bills around here which those bills now include this wonderful studio that seriously is so amazing to have plus on top of that uh now that call-in software for those of you who watched that call-in show that i did on my other channel seriously it's it it, it is another expense so uh, uh the super chat uh, that is available to anybody who wants to do so. Um, so thank you, first of all, from Freak of Chaos and stuff. Uh, Ozzy Atheist says, Happy Zombie Day from Australia. Yes, it was... Uh, uh, is it already Easter there? I suppose it would be. It, it, zombie Day is upon us. Thank you, Elsa Storlin. Alexander Pearson, My pledge was homework. My parents had to sign off on it. Yeah, that's adding another layer of absolute and utter bullshit because now you won't, you won't, when you have to take the purity pledge, if you now also have to have your parents sign it too and sign off on your homework, if you now don't, if you didn't want to do this thing that adults came in and guilted you to it, you now have to explain it to your parents as well. That's, it, I mean, it's just extremely manipulative. Manipulative. It's an added layer that's utter and complete baloney. Freak of chaos and stuff. In Austria, we have a controversy now around an external religious sex ed group coming to schools, take, talking similar stuff about abstinence. Stay amazing. Yeah, abstinence-only sex education is seriously, it's not just wrong, it's dangerous, and it hurts people. Uh, Dylan Fuller, Sexplanations on YouTube is very informative. Dr. Doe has all kinds of info to keep you informed. Also, what's the safe word is good for BDSM info. That is good to include. I'm, I'm not particularly into BDSM, but I know many people are. And I'm glad there's good comprehensive information out there for it. Thank you, Elsa. Uh, this is, and then this one is from Lance Ivory. My mom's idea of teaching me about sex was reading me the sexual purity section of the For Strength of Youth pamphlet. That is all the education I got until 18 and until I turned 18 and taught myself. Yeah, For the Strength of Youth pamphlet um, has been a horrendous thing for a lot of people. I keep using that word tonight, but uh, also older versions of it had just blatantly and horribly homophobic things in it. And I know a lot of people who, if, if you were a young Mormon, you probably have heard about the First Strength of Youth pamphlet uh, before this moment. It is something that we were all pretty well expected to read and learn and yeah. Lemongrass, skip Lutheran sex ed because I used the internet. Good, 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 good. Uh, it's, it's still like, it's a situation though of self-educating yourself. It's a lot, it's, it's really difficult to figure out where to get started. Deanna, sex ed was watch a video. Girl got her period, gleefully announced, I'm a woman now. She was also worried because one boob was larger than the other. I also, oh man, I, did, I have not thought about that in years, but I also saw a cartoon 
and she was bothered about having one boob bigger than the other. I wonder if it was the same video. I don't know. The ex-Hindu atheist. My mother never talks about sex and changes the subject when I try to discuss sex with her. Have to tell at her that who else... Have to tell at her that who else am I going to talk to, going to talk to about it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's our parents should be. It's so funny how like when, when religion or when sex comes out to religious people, they often turn into just utter and complete children about it. it, it it's something that a lot of people do. A lot of people want to do. It affects most people's life at some point. Uh, uh, because even asexual people have to address their sexuality and and but there's also information again about anatomy and things like that that are important for everyone and so the fact that adults can't have these conversations it's just bananas meanwhile I'm on here talking about my libidos I've talked about impregnating socks and stuff before I've, I've it's it's really like freeing it's really liberating Kathy Nas wrote, went to a Christian school that didn't teach sex ed, but my maths teacher told everyone that gay people caused AIDS was the only out gay person there. Yeah, and that's that's still something that is that um, it's attached to the whole bullshit about bestiality. And there's this whole thing that, as far as I can tell, is completely made up that the first person with AIDS went and had sex with a monkey and was a gay guy and he started giving it to uh, a gay men also um obviously it is something that went through the gay community and hit it particularly hard and hit a few other communities hard as well uh, uh and they've basically tried to turn that into just hardcore bigotry gina forgy how much did your attitude towards sex change when you left religion uh definitely a lot but i was already sexually active and knew i loved sexuality uh, from a pretty young age. So my attitudes, it's not really my attitude. The biggest thing that changed was my attitudes about my sexual partners because I was a toxic, toxic human being. Uh, and my expectations uh, of people was gross. Dream Flying 153. I remember my teacher got the best male and female actors in our school and had us practice saying no. And it was really hard saying no because they were really attractive and I really wanted to say yes. Uh... So I, I'm trying to figure out like the full story here. It sounds like you're saying that they got attractive people to come to each of you and be like, hey, do you want to have sex? And you were practicing saying no to them. And yeah, I, I can totally feel for you. <laughs> That's what a weird, what a strange, strange exercise to do. Any encouraging words for people who are made to go to church this Easter weekend? It's all bullshit. The whole thing, the story's made up. There was no empty tomb. There was no Jesus. I, I'm less and less convinced all the time that any version of Jesus, even like a historical character that we're making up magic tricks for existed. Uh, yeah, the whole thing's baloney. Um, but remember, as you're sitting there, that if it weren't for Jesus Christ, uh, no candy, no eggs, hide, no hidden eggs. I don't know. Jesus laid eggs. That's, that's how it went. Ariel Fortune, my sex ed tech was nice but misguided. I said I didn't feel like I'd ever want sex. She tried to insist I'd change my mind. People still do do this hashtag ace. Yeah, and it's it is there is a difficulty uh, for people to understand the um, to understand the experience of others 
outside of the realm of what they can perceive themselves going through. And so you do see that a lot. You see it time and time again of people not being able to empathize. Therefore, they don't even try to um, extend to you the possibility that you are as, as you are, which with asexuality also set me behind again. I used to be a garbage person. Everybody already knows that. I probably mentioned it as much as my libido. That I was one of those toxic people too who, who thought asexuality is just people being nervous or trying to take the easy way out or something like that. Devin Bras, Brasnahan. My dad's co-worker has a son whose girlfriend almost died due to vaginal tearing because they didn't know what was wrong. That is horrific. Horrendous. I know I keep saying it, but seriously, that's that's terrible. And that's another thing. Like when people get injured and they have issues in in the area of their genitals, they often are too terrified to talk about it or to get proper treatment. I had I had for years, it would just happen like once or twice a week where one of my testicles would just start to really ache. And I finally got it checked out and it turned out to just be, I think they said it was probably just sperm backed up or something like that but turned out to not be anything scary but it it could have been and i i shouldn't have put off how long it took me to go to the doctors uh jacow my health teacher in 10th grade told us that because him and his wife were both virgins they had the best kind of love he also taught that humans were not designed for gay sex and it's dangerous well if we're not designed for gay sex what is my prostate doing there in the first place but second as far as the best kind of love uh he's projecting that teacher was projecting because uh he's insecure about it like seriously you you can't know that you're basically it's it's just that situation where people whatever situation they themselves are in they believe is the most ideal situation for anyone to be in and it's obviously ridiculous uh the death angel i never had sex ed my dad assumed i figured it out in middle school and my bio mom was is a wall the actual class is in home ec and my ap classes can't fit it in Thank goodness for Google. Yeah, there's there, that's another thing too. And we kind of talked about it a little before. A lot of people didn't just had sex ed that failed them. A lot of people just had no sex ed at all. And that is awful. You know what else it is? It's horrendous. It's horrendous. Hashtag horrendous. Uh, no, it's just I, it, it, no sex ed. It's kind of hard to say. What's worse, no sex ed or bad sex ed? I might, I think I actually lean toward bad sex ed because we do live in a world now, there was like a hair on my tongue or something. We do live in a world now where you can, you can find all the information at your fingertips. So if you don't think you need to go find that information um, because you think you have that information already and it's the wrong information, that's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty horrendous. Ambrosia Lynn, even dress codes teach terrible things about sex. That's true too. Absolutely, uh, especially because it is such. There is always such an imbalance, and it is always so much that it is so often the case that those people that the school identifies as female uh, have a totally different set of standards and need to be more covered and control that they're responsible for what the boys are looking at. Haley Randall, thank you so much. You didn't leave a message with it, so just a, a wonderful thank you from my heart. Uh, yokai and theories. I'm LGBT plus, and I've 
and I had the gaps in my sexual education and journey filled in by YouTube and other LGBT plus people. That's one of the wonderful things about YouTube too. I'm, I'm really glad that that, that, that exists. Uh, it looks like oh, we might be ending a little early today because it looks like this might be our last super chat here. Alexis Crow. Around 12, I sat in the library and read every sex ed book I could get my hands on. My AP bio teacher aggressively taught safe sex, even though it was Texas. Um, good. I, I mean, I'm glad to hear that you had a teacher that was, and I mean, a lot of that, bio teachers so often already have to uh, feel like they are fighting against, going against the grain uh, when they're teaching things like evolution, because there's not many bio teachers anymore that don't accept evolution as a fact. Uh, and so they already are, are it, it's bi biography teachers might be the, the perfect teacher to have teach uh, sex education um, or at least parts of it. Again, I think that sex ed should be a number of people. Uh, looks like we did have another one come in here. Let's see, let's see. Kissing equals unhealthy. Masturbating, hysterectomies equal evil. Silly Catholic schools never interfere with the sacred reproductive system. Yeah, that's another thing that is entirely unfortunate. And I know that uh, a lot of sex, I think the official um, uh, position even from Catholicism on birth control, but that it's more enforced by schools and, and, and that some sects are more radical is that birth control in general is bad and that it's you interfering with God's plan, which is another incredibly terrible thing to teach people because people should not have kids before they're ready. And to simply say, then don't have sex is a ridiculous approach and it has never worked and it won't work. Um, all right. Did I say biography? I meant biology. Did I, if someone said LMAO. I'm quite tired. It's been a long week. Biology. I'm sorry if I said biography. Biology teachers. I, uh, I'm literally going to, even though it's super early, I'm going to be going to bed within an hour. Um, so yeah, I, I, I fudged that one. My bad. Biology teachers. I think biology teachers uh, would be great to teach a portion of, of sex ed. Elsa, not school, but one thing I heard from my Catholic mom, never had the talk. If you consent to being beaten, BDSM, there's something wrong with you. I stood there with a fresh hidden blue bum. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, uh, I know zero, and so I'm just imagining. Uh, uh, anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I, again, while I'm not into the whole BDSM scene, I, I get it, and I don't know. I, I feel like I become more and more curious all the time. So might happen one day. I might have my own blue bomb one day. We shall see. Uh, congratulations on the new studio. Thank you so much. It has been incredible. Obviously, some uh, uh, less um, content went out. There's something that's like, I've, if I can open up to a little bit here and a little unrelated to the show tonight, um, there's definitely like, while doing all this studio I don't know if the algorithm likes me less or people thought my content was becoming repetitive, but my view, my overall views count has gone down. And so something very, uh, very scary about like 
getting into a studio because now it's an added expense and everything that I hope that we're at least at a level that's going to remain consistent, that the amount of views I'm getting now is where it's at, that it's not about to go down again, and that hopefully, you know, some kind of surge will happen and that we'll recover. Maybe I'll just become interesting again at some point. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I can tell you watching that this month as, as, as we've taken on this new expense and everything, it's been a little bit stressful. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Susie S. says, thank you for your great work, Land Daddy. All the best with your new studio. Thank you so much. I, I Seriously, I, I love coming here every day. Uh, it, and it's nice to have my house back as a house, too. Kate Poole, thank you. Amy B., I'm 19. I had to learn what a clit was from my Discord friend. I'm still not even fully sure where it is. Like your new intro art, by the way. Um, I mean, I'm going to suggest porn at that point. Like, if you need to... You need to see it an explanation on it. Uh, uh, there is like educational porn out there, um, so that's probably my my uh, my suggestion there. Uh, Haley Randall, please look into Hepsida House and Rebecca Homes. They are Christian concentration camps for teenage girls. I DM'd info on Instagram, but please bring it to the public eye. Um, Send me another, uh, uh, Haley or Hallie, however it's pronounced. Send me another message within the next like 10, 15 minutes just to, so I can make sure I, uh, that we're connected and that I can see the information you're talking about because that is also terrible. Uh, is there a reason Jimmy didn't read my super chat? It means I missed it. So I'm going to go and I'm going to find it. Okay, here it is. Cassidy said... Around 20 girls, including myself, were taken aside by the vice principal in grade eight and shamed. We were told we were dressed like prostitutes. Fuck that principal. What an asshole. What an absolute asshole. Uh, I'm very sorry because undoubtedly that did lasting damage. Undoubtedly that lasted a while. Um, please let me try giving you a blue bomb. Uh, I, I said maybe one day. I'm not there yet. I am not there yet. Uh, all right. Uh, looks like that is where we are going to end out. And as I said, we will be back tomorrow. We will be talking about sex education again. We are turning on the phone line. Uh, I have my new like call in number. It only works during the show. So you can call right now, but you're just going to get a busy tone, but it's 855-49-THINK. Um, that is the, uh, that is the new the new call-in number. Uh, we'll probably get a local one too because there's, it's, it costs less if people in the U.S. call that versus people calling toll-free. Anyway, um, oh, prostitutes. I see. I thought you just misspelled it. So apparently it was important that, that <laughs> I get it. Uh, the principal said they look like prostitutes, as in like young prostitutes. Yeah, well, your principal is a garbage person, and I'm very, very sorry. Very, very sorry to, to hear that you had to go through that. Um, but yeah, we will be back tomorrow. We'll be taking calls. The, the phone line will be up, one eight five five four nine think and we will uh, uh, be chatting uh, about these stories, talking about what's happened. So if you want to call in on tomorrow's show, uh, that will be available. Uh, otherwise, this has been a, a, an absolute treat. Uh, no, it hasn't. It's been fun, like, seeing everybody and talking and everything. However, reading the stories, I'm just all pissed off again. But, you know, it passes with time. I, I always love seeing all of you and chatting and, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's good stuff. So thank you all 
so much for hanging out. Thank you all so much for watching. I will see you tomorrow. Uh, and then after the show, I am going to watch the hell out of Game of Thrones and what I think will be the actual first episode of the season because last, ep last week's episode was kind of bullshit. Uh, it just wasn't enough in it. And, and there's only six episodes this season. Still pretty mad about that. Anyway, thank you once again. I love you all. And, and I will see you. I'm closing out like I'm Philip DeFranco right now. I'm Mr. Athe I'm Jimmy Snow. Mr. Atheist wasn't my father. That's me. I'm not Philip. Come on, Jimmy. You're not Philip. Your dad keeps reminding you you're not Philip. No, I'm just kidding.